jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! <sighs> that's, I mean, that's just a, the sign of a great start. <laughs> so, that's what you want to hear when you log on to your show, right? <sighs> well, uh, here we are. Again. Here we are. Another episode. Another week. Another episode. Mm-hmm. Hey, a horror movie, right? Horror movie. Woohoo! Yeah, I actually watched a bunch of them this week. You did? I did. I sure did. I got a whole, uh, well, a stack of three. <gasps> oh, oh, shit. Yes, 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 yes. Tell me everything. <laughs> I got, I bought three movies and had them sent over from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they all star an actress who is widely rumored to be a lesbian. So I was like, <laughs> well, let's see this in horror action. So let's you Im- immediately went to your online cart. Yes. Immediately purchased every film. Every horror film. Yes. To check it out. Let's see. Uh, movies are all terrible. I Well, what was the one you... Is it Curse? The Curse? The Curse. Now, I posted, if you follow me on Instagram, Final Girl, G-R-R-L, I think is my Instagram. Um, You'll see that I posted some snippets from it as I was watching it. And people responded very positively because... The clips were crazy. Brilliant. Cinematic brilliance. Um, someone was like, I need to find this movie, and it's not available anywhere. And I was like, I bought a Blu-ray from Hong Kong, and I do not recommend that you do the same. <laughs> like, I know the temptation because of those clips I posted. It's not worth it. Although that movie ended up having a surprise lesbian in it. Like canon in the storyline? Yes. What? Yeah, I was very surprised. Uh, basically, like, uh, uh, whatever. Who cares? I'm not going to tell you the plot, because who cares? <laughs> but it was very... I will say... Here's what I'll say about this movie. The journey comes full circle. As always. <laughs> uh, it was very gals first. You have the <gasps> okay. you have the lead, who is the suspected lesbian, and her two friends, and they all live together, and she gets a note that, or a letter that her grandmother has died in Malaysia, and she has to go see this house and do an inheritance thing and whatever blah 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 and so she brings her two friends with her and one of the friends was is like caught like well what's the this guy tries to hit on the main woman etc and then this other woman is totally like clam jamming her you know the female female cock blogger <laughs> clam jam <laughs> she's clam jamming her the whole time she's wearing like tank top and tattoos and doc martens and i'm like this is too good to be true. Late in the movie, she confesses her love to the lead character. And it's like, I've been in love with you for like 10 years. Why are you going with him? And of course she gets rejected because, you know, that's the way of the world. Yeah. But I was shocked at the surprise lesbian. Anyway, 
What was I going to say? This movie's terrible. Uh, all of them were terrible. One of them, though, was an anthology directed by a woman. Oh. Written and directed by a woman who's also in it. Um, so I, even though they were awful, like, I liked them. But I did experience, like, we, you and I, Anthony, both watch a lot of Asian horror movies. Yeah. Whenever you're watching a movie from a different country, there's always going to be stuff that goes right over your head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Con- the subtext and, and, and inflections and words and things and tra- stuff that just gets lost in translation. References. But something less, like, let's take The Wailing, which we did an episode on. You can completely enjoy that movie without, if you don't have any knowledge of, like, Korean Japanese history. Yeah. That adds another layer to it. Yeah, it deepens it, but you can still get it. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these movies were the first time I ever experienced, like, a genuine culture shock. Oh, really? Just because I was like, I don't, like, this is not billed as a comedy. This is billed as a straight horror movie. But there's so much comedy in it. Oh, yeah. That I don't understand. And is that just something about, like, obviously not every horror movie from Hong Kong is going to be that way. But, like, one of them, the anthology, the first segment, which featured the rumor lesbian as a ghost (laughs) the whole time, right? At the end of it, it's like, la, 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 la. It turned into, like, a sea drama with, like, tears falling down faces (laughs) and a a full song with lyrics for, like, five minutes in this romantic, sappy ending. And I'm just like, huh? Huh? Like, I know I'm not going to get every joke and reference and there's bad translations and et cetera, et cetera. But this was like a formatting thing. Wow. It'd be like, it'd be like watching a, 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 a horror movie and it's a Bollywood production. And when they break out into dance, you're like, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know to expect that in those kind of movies. But this, that's, that was the feeling I got from these movies. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I'd be honest, you're just making me want to watch them all more. I know. <laughs> I know. I did enjoy them. The curse was real bad. It looked incredible. Every clip you posted looked incredible. The one clip I post, for those who missed it, a woman washes her hands, dries them on a paper towel or toilet paper or whatever, and throws the toilet paper on the floor. Ghost comes out telekinetically throws the paper in the garbage (laughs) it's a cleanliness ghost what am i to make of this (laughs) there was a lot of humor in that then i watched one called knock knock who's there oh uh which was the anthology directed by a woman and there was a lot of comedy in that one a lot of music like full music with vocals and everything i enjoyed it i'm not gonna lie yeah and then I watched one from 2005 called Black Knight, which was another anthology. Three segments, each, like, one. the first one was uh, from Taiwan, I think. Second one was from Japan, and the third one was from Thailand. Not good. Oh. But I enjoyed it, because <laughs> my standards are real low. But that's, that, I mean, and we've said this time and again on this show, especially during the Asian invasion era of the show, but, like... Even a film that is subpar, when you're watching, like, Asian horror cinema, it's, there's so much more delight or joy that comes out of it that American films, they, just, they take themselves seriously so they can be bad and you have a dreadful time. 
but like a bad asian film you can still have a fun time and still enjoy it yes like in knock knock who's there the second segment a woman turns into she gets possessed by a cat (laughs) okay once again yeah of course i loved it don't order the blu-ray but yeah now i want to do it i know i know I get it, but I'm not, you know, there's something that we will learn throughout this episode today, I'm sure, which is don't listen to me. (laughs) Right? That's the lesson. At the risk of negating, like, my 15-year career is much too strong of a word. My 15-year thing... Pinchant. <laughs> that I do. Don't listen to me, right? I should be banned from these platforms. I should be banned from Letterbox for sure. Letterbox should ban me. Also, I rebel against Letterbox. I don't enjoy having to rate things with stars. Because how do you rate something like The Cursed or like Amityville 4? Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes, is a terrible film. It's also a five-star film, in my opinion. But so is Suspiria. But that's five different kinds of stars. Different kinds of stars. Like, at least have a color system or something. But then, are they segregated? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, then there's still quality. Yeah. You're still implying a quality difference. And so I just rebel against the star system. But the point is, I should be banned from that. I should be banned from this platform that we're on right now. <laughs> Your own platform. My own platform. <laughs> you should ban me. Bloggers should have banned me a decade ago at least. Nobody listened to me ever. I know I'll post a snippet or say something and you're like, I gotta see this. I warn ye. Every word that comes out of my mouth has a death curse on it. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's and it's in in line with this with this discussion of Asian horror films. It's very much you are unto the haunted script at the high school that if you read it you die. But yeah, or you are the videotape that you hear about and you're like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this because I heard it's great, and then you put it in and then you die seven days later. That is right. you. You're a Neroy, Stacy. <laughs> Kagutaba? Kagutaba. 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 Yeah. I, you know, especially when it becomes money involved. It's one thing if I say it's on YouTube, go for it. But it's quite another when somebody's like, I too will order the Blu-ray from Hong Kong. I say, no, no, please. I cannot be held responsible. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Anyway. But so was it worth it? Sure. For me, absolutely. It sounds incredible. Yeah. Is she a lesbian? Who knows? We'll never know. (laughs) I'm, well, I'm dying to see those. I'm dying to see those. I'm dying. Do you know what I'm really dying to see, Stacey? Is, um, because there's this, you know, this Indonesian horror kick now that I've been on. Mm. Um, I am dying to see the doll films. Okay. (laughs) I was thinking about those last night. (laughs) They look amazing. Because there are so many. There's like five of them. And then after like, I think the first three are called the doll. And then after that, they get individual names like Sabrina. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all, they're all ugly as shit. Like, yeah, 
Like, they took everything. They, they learned so much from Annabelle, and then they're like, okay, but what if what if she looked more like the troll doll that has been sitting in the antique shop in the dollar <laughs> bin for a, two, for 10 years? Yeah. I need to see these films. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking, I was like, my brain betrayed me and was like, do a final girl thing where you watch all those movies. Adolining? Adolining. I've been like, rebell- I've been trying to press down that urge because no good can come of it oh but this is this is always this is always the the fucking the the kagatava is in the room there are the the silver worms the galactic worms are coming (laughs) little girls are drawing curse faces on pieces of paper (laughs) we start talking ourselves into a thing that's terrible idea yeah but they look so good yeah and they're Indonesian, so like they're gonna be fun, even if they're terrible. This is true. They're gonna be really fun. <sighs> I have to write about these three movies first. That's my I have to because I can do that on Final Girl and just write about them, and I don't have to say five stars. Yeah, you okay. Go. I can just say, look, this beautiful woman might be a lesbian. I bought these movies from Hong Kong. They're <laughs> fucking weird. I love them, even though they were terrible. Good night. There's my review. <laughs> and then you can do the dollaning? And then I can do the dollaning. <laughs> Just let me type up that other thing real quick. Sometimes, though, that urge, that urge for that trashy little thing, it just... We are so... Listeners know this. They know this. You've just said that you are patient zero for all these, the cursed objects, right? (laughs) And we know that we have this recurring problem where we get so excited for Annabelle. Or we get so excited for Rings. Rings was, I think, maybe the the lowest we've ever sunk. Yeah, probably. Or like, like, you'll be like, oh, I'm feeling the urge to watch Rumpelstiltskin. Or I'm like, I need to watch Lurleen's one more time. (laughs) Like, we get this, this horrible, it's like tox, horror toxoplasmosis. Where it is. It's a little worm in our brain that's like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Watch the movie. <laughs> and it gets so excited. The worst part is when it's something I've already seen. Like Rumpelstiltskin, or I don't know, maybe the movie we're going to talk about today. And you and know it's bad. I know it's bad. And yet my brain is like, but it wasn't bad, was it? Remember this part? <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. Remember when he says, fucketh me. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I remember. Clearly, I remember that part. And they're like, don't you want to watch the whole thing now? Do you know how oh many God, times I, I replay the doll when in the mother of tears when the the cindy lopper mutant satanist <laughs> witches throw the baby off the balcony or the bridge and then the baby doll hits the part of the bridge and its plastic leg flies off and they kept it in the shot yeah and then i go i need to watch mother of tears asap i've thought about that movie thinking about the madonna witches like going through the subway station or the train station or whatever and they're like ha 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 and that is enough to make me want to watch Mother of Tears again. Yes. I shouldn't do it, though. And I convinced myself this time. It's it's totally, it's 
Sally Bowles in cabaret singing maybe this time maybe this time I'll be lucky maybe, maybe this, this time, time I'll win yeah yeah maybe this time I'll win maybe this time this movie that I'm staring at this movie that I'm cruising right now it looks kind of gross and I probably shouldn't but this movie that I am staring at that I'm giving the wink wink eyes at maybe this time it'll have there will be magic sparks will fly yeah and we'll get each other Maybe when I wake up, I won't find that it has stolen all of my money. (laughs) Right? Maybe this time I won't emerge in a bathtub with no kidneys (laughs) again. (laughs) And yet, Stacey, this week we both woke up in a hospital, no memory of what's going on. (laughs) And a sheriff came to our hospital beds and said... You gotta get back in that cave! (laughs) Listen, at least this one, I can trace the journey of why we are here this week. And that is, we did our top ten puppet cartoon thing for the Final Girls Berlin Film Festival. Yes, thank you all for watching. If you watched, then you know that Sarah from The Descent is one of our ten favorite Final Girls. Made the cut, because how could she not... Talking about the movie got my Descent Boner raging. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? I was like, I want to watch The Descent. I love The Descent. You are ready to spelunk. I was ready to spelunk. I I put a lamp on my head. I was ready to go. And then I remembered we've already done an episode on The Descent. Yep. Now, you could say that I could have just watched The Descent then and enjoyed myself, enjoyed yeah, you, my time with it again. You could have rewatched and just relived one of one of what I think is both one of both of our favorite horror films ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, here we are. <laughs> I've been really in, I've been well, you know, um, because the government can't do it. I've been interested in contact tracing recently. And so I was, as I was watching this film last night, I, w- I began contract tracing and I was like, which one of us motherfuckers is to blame for this? <laughs> and yeah. I think it was mostly a collaborative mistake. I think it was. Um, but I do remember me saying, you know, I hate that fucking movie so much, but I am curious because it's I only saw while. it once. But why did you even see it the first time? Why did I eat? Oh, oh, why did I see it the first time? <laughs> let me, I'm sorry, Stacy. let me walk down memory lane. Back in 2009, <laughs> a wee, young, dewy-eyed Anthony saw that the sequel was coming out the, 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 to The Descent, an incredible film, a film that Anthony lost all all sense of self at experiencing and thought I might have to actually leave this movie theater this movie is too upsetting and then I saw there was a sequel coming out and I was like okay but it's gonna be terrible and also why is there a sequel that it can't happen everyone knows how it ended and then I saw horror fans saying no this movie's actually fun like this movie's actually fun and I thought okay but the descent shouldn't be fun why and then I said I'm gonna wait till I see what Stacy says <laughs> 
There's your mistake. One final, one second. There's the fuck. I opened up the haunted script to the school play. There, I went to finalgirl.rocks. And then Stacy Ponder said, what did you say? You even found, when we were talking about it, you found that review. Yeah, it was, I, I mean, because I didn't remember what I wrote. I have, I've been writing on that site for so long. I don't know. Don't read it. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, just don't. There's so much stuff out there that's so old and et cetera, et cetera, that I've changed my mind about or whatever. But we did, when we were talking about this movie, we looked it up. And I was basically like... It's not great. It's dumb. The ending is terrible. All of these things are bad with it. But also, it was fine. I enjoyed some parts of it. Okay. You liked seeing Beth again. See, yes. <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to. Definitely, when I went into this movie the first time, I was so excited to experience. I, I didn't have high hopes for it. But I was excited for more of the descent and more of those women because those women are everything. Everything. And that movie is so magic and an absolute personal favorite that I was like, I know it's not going to be good, but I just want some more. Yeah. And so that's, and then so that colored my, and that's the same thing happened with The Ring too, is I was like, more The Ring, more <laughs> Naomi Watts. <laughs> I'm in. And I'm sure my review of that is like, it's not that bad. <laughs> so I apologize to anyone who has seen The Ring 2 or The Descent 2. Anyone who has ordered the Blu-ray of The Cursed from fucking Hong Kong. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't listen to me. How many times do I have to tell you? Don't listen to either of us. I got everyone to watch Last Christmas. <laughs> well, that's true. Neither of our slates are clean. This is true. This is true. So going back to watch this again, it's not good. Not a good but movie. I, but I love those women. I okay. Here was my immediate read. I was like, okay, it starts out. I'm like, okay. Why are there all these like British and Scottish people in West Virginia? Yeah. That was my immediate read. And then my as the read continued, I thought. Damn it, I love Sarah so much. Mm-hmm. God damn it, I love Sarah so much. I don't care if this isn't lit right. There's no claustrophobia. There's zero atmosphere. But god damn it, Sarah's fucking cool. Yeah. And then Juno shows up. And I'm like, god damn it, I love Juno. She's awful. And I was begrudgingly enjoying parts of the movie. Exactly. And it was... I actually was genuinely surprised how into this movie I got at certain points in it. Mm -hmm. Which was also the direct inverse of how much I hated it most of the time. But as much as I hated three-fourths of this movie, there was one-fourth of this movie that I really, really enjoyed. See, that's probably exactly how I felt whenever I wrote that review of it. Was like... And that outweighed the three-fourths. The yeah. one-fourth outweighed the three-fourths. This time, I had just made my peace with it. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, they established pretty quickly. I mean, the, the first shot of the film is a man. And there's so many men in this. Oh. That you, say, you say, ooh, this ain't your mama's The Descent, right? <laughs> there's so many men in it. 
But then it also tries to just be the descent and they recreate so much of the first film in such a like poor retread of a way. Yeah. That you're like, Ugh. but then Sarah's a fucking boss. Juno shows up and I'm like, I don't know where she found a curling iron and eyeliner while she was down there, but she did. And she looks amazing. In the dark. No <laughs> Yeah. She found a beauty stash somewhere and did it up. And she looks amazing. And she has gone full survival Nell. And I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. And, and then the end happens. And oh, my God. what? First of all, let me say that I watched this on Roku, which means it had advertisements. I was like, I've seen this. It's not going to be good. I will put up with advertisements. I haven't watched anything with advertisements in decades, probably. I mean, this is the fitting movie for that. This was the fitting movie because I did think, you know what? Even if this movie isn't great, it is also a great Saturday afternoon hangover movie. Yes. Yes. You have a hangover. You're not going to do anything but lay on the couch. The Descent 2 is perfect. Yes. Put on a dumb, bad movie. Yeah. That that will have something that you can connect with as you as you restore your electrolytes. Yeah. 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 And and That's so I had true. the I had the commercials experience which was very jarring because I kept forgetting that there would be a commercial break. And so something would happen, there'd be like a cave in. And then there would be, like, computer serial on my screen, and it would take a second for me to be like, <laughs> I'd be like, huh? Blasted with dust? <laughs> What's happened? I don't remember. Th- and then, oh, okay. Cut back to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, like, the Charmin bears are there telling me about toilet paper, and I'm just like, huh? Cut back to eyes gouging out, <laughs> people ripping out necks. Yeah, so uh, so I didn't hate this. Like, I there were parts of it that I really hated, but yeah. overall, I still feel like well, and it's because I, of the women. It's because of the. Women. It's one hundred percent. I I have to say I I now I hated her so much. Flames, <laughs> flames on the side of my face when I saw this the first time. Just pure rage. Just pure, I love the Descent. I, hardcore Descent stan. I can't even suffer these fools in the yeah. sequel the first time. This time, knowing how bad it was in my memory, I had a very similar experience. And after, maybe after the halfway point or after, mainly after what happens to the sheriff happens to the sheriff, I found myself shockingly feeling a sense of i am in and then you get you get to that final set piece and i was like i am here for this if you have to make a sequel this section is great Mm -hmm. and i was so into it and then the ending happened and then i was immediately regretting all of my choices (laughs) yeah boy oh boy yeah, I was surprised that I I kind of liked a lot of different things about it, but I really overall, yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. It also <laughs> serves to not that any of us probably needed reminding, but it does <laughs> serve to magnify how much of a masterpiece the first film is. Oh, and and not just, I mean, that film is carried by those actresses. Yeah. Who are fucking incredible. But also, 
at one point in time, Neil Marshall was an incredible filmmaker, and the descent was the height of his his artistry, right? He's. I saw a headline just this week. I don't know why somebody asked him, but they did, and they said Neil Marshall would love to revisit the the descent, and I said, please do not. No. You. No, 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 no. The first film is horror movie magic that honestly only comes along every a handful of times in a decade oh yeah oh yeah it's a perfect perfect uh everything complements each other it's masterfully shot edited well cinematography is incredible the lighting which we will get to Mm mm-hmm and of course the women and i think about i've listened to the commentary track for that first film so many times i'm such a descent stan yes um like the scene where sarah finds beth and ends up killing her those two actresses alex reed and shauna mcdonald went to neil marshall and they said this is the dialogue is terrible in this and to his credit neil marshall said okay let's make it better then and the three of them like went to a bar and hashed it out and that's why that scene has the impact that it does Uh... Because, like John Carpenter saying to Deborah Hill, I don't know what these teenage girls would say. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's like, listen, you... I can write a lesbian in the 70s, but a teenage girl <laughs> can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it! <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? But it's like, it was just a perfect synergy of all the pieces of that film coming together. The cast that yes. had such wonderful chemistry and inherent, like, they trusted their director. He trusted them to do their jobs. Yeah. And it feels real, even though the whole thing is a soundstage. And it's utterly terrifying. It's a, it's a, a complete master. I mean, beyond, beyond, I mean, maybe, you know, we have our, we were lucky enough to get our satanic femme witch movies of the last five years, starting with The Witch and Suspiria. You know, we, we've been lucky enough to get those. Um, and then, you know, besides like the new French Extremity, maybe, like, I think The Descent is arguably the until Suspiria came along, arguably the masterpiece of, of this century so far. Mm-hmm. I would agree The with horror that. masterpiece. I would agree with that. Um, it's an incredible film. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you get the sense, I've said this so many times on the show, you you get, you get have the sense that you are in trapped in those caves. Like, I, for me, what I've said so many times is that I ha- needed to leave the theater mm-hmm. even before the monster showed up just because the claustrophobia is so real and pronounced. And this, the sequel, shows you all of the ways in which the first film was able to convey things like those experiences correctly, because they yeah. tried to do a retread in the second film and it failed miserably. And so yes. instead of just what happens, the girls are in the first film, they wordlessly have to like go underwater to get through a passage or whatever. There's no dialogue. And they do it, and as an audience member, you're just watching it, and you're feeling yourself like, could I hold my breath for that long, or whatever. Or when Sarah gets trapped in the thing, the the it Ugh. just comes down, and she's afraid she's going to get stuck. And it's through her fucking acting and the relationship between Sarah and Beth that we feel like we're trapped and we can't breathe either. Yeah, Shauna makes you hyperventilate. Yeah, in the Descent Two, characters will look at the ceiling and say, "I hope it doesn't collapse." 
<laughs> yeah, Kath in her rock wall. Yeah. Just, just, she just is sitting there looking at it. And we're supposed to be terrified for her. And that's supposed to be the claustrophobic scene in the movie. Yeah. And she's literally just like, well, I'm all British in West Virginia <laughs> with her flashlight. Or when they show up and there's like wooden supports and they're kind of creaking and they're like, oh, if they were metal, we wouldn't know when the ceiling's about to come down. And everybody looks at each other like, it's like, (laughs) you're telling me to be afraid that it's going to collapse. Whereas in the first film, they just showed you and the actresses were able to convey it perfectly. Showing versus telling. You're saying one is stronger? I mean, it's so basic and we all know it. And yet so many filmmakers fail at it. Well, and granted the Descent Part 2 was not directed by a f- fantastic horror director at the time. Um, it was directed by, this was the debut feature, directorial feature, of the editor, John Harris, of the original Descent. Right. Uh, this is one and only directorial feature. Yeah. He has only edited beyond But this. it just, it, I don't know, it just, like the lighting, everything is so overexposed in The Descent 2. The lighting is maybe the biggest crime. It doesn't make sense where light is coming from a lot of the time. Like, it doesn't... There'll be a yes. beam of... They're, they're underground. It should be pitch black. Mm-hmm. There will be a beam of light coming from the ceiling. And it's like, okay, well, there's a hole, apparently. <laughs> I could just go up there. Or a character yeah, will have a headlamp on, and they'll be looking at something, but they'll be lit from the side. Like, just light doesn't make sense, and it, we see way too much, and it's also white light. Yes. Except when the characters have their glow sticks for, like, one sequence. Otherwise, it's white light, whereas if you look at the original film, it's mostly, even when there is light where maybe there shouldn't be light, it's tamped down. It's, like, yellow. Yeah, yellow, orange, Orange, red. red. So it feels more atmospheric than just, like... It feels like they set up lights in this styrofoam cave in the second film. Yeah. Yeah, for me, watching a scene where you have, like you said, there's this the cave and it's glowing yellow. And one part is extra bright yellow because there's a, we're guessing there's a flare over there, I think we're told. And then he has a headlamp on, so he should be able to see with that. But then he's lit from behind. But then he's carrying the camera, the night vision camera, and he's using that to see, even though he's in a fully lit room. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to get, I'm supposed to, am I, is it low light in there? Is, am I supposed to think it's pitch black? What am I seeing? Yeah. It's just like when, and that same approach to lighting is applied to the set too, where you see people we're just told we're supposed to believe that they're having trouble squeezing through these spaces even though there's so much open ceiling and room for them <laughs> but they go uh, 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 and we're supposed to think oh it's a struggle to get through but there's so much space mm-hmm. versus it's so tight in the descent the you when you're going through a tight space you visually see that tight space because they built it that way. Like, I'm sure the budget for the second one wasn't... I'm, the big, the first one didn't have a big budget either, but they used it very wisely. And so, like, if you watch behind the scenes, like, the scene where they have to go under the wall, like, underwater to get past a wall, I believe that was filmed, like, in a bathtub, basically. Mm-hmm. So it is a tight space that they... You know, like, they were just really clever about the set design. Yeah. And 
The Descent 2 is just the antithesis of that. Yeah. And wasn't the first film wasn't afraid to have a dark screen. You know? Like, when we first see that crawler on the wall, it's Sarah's headlamp that illuminates it down a distance. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it's fucking oh, terrifying. Sh- shot is so good. That shot is so good. Or the night vision where the monster is really revealed when uh, it pops up behind Beth. Uh, right? Like, they're in the in, dark. In this, you see them fully lit, crawling around on the walls behind them. But it's mm. like the camera stays blurry. And you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that's a big, scary monster that also I already know exists down here in droves because I saw the first one. See, that's another problem with this is like the first film, part of the reason why it's so successful is because we care about those women because there is such a long setup. There's a long setup before we get to the caves. Then we have the whole sequence where there's no monsters and Mm -hmm. we see their relationships and we learn about each one of them and Mm -hmm. we really care. And it's that much more tragic when they all die. Yeah, we know who's becoming a doctor. We know who is maybe a lesbian. We know who is maybe <laughs> also a lesbian. We know <laughs> we we know how they feel about each other. We know who called who when the when the funeral happened and who was looking out for who. Right. They're a family. And seeing that movie for the first time or whatever, you don't know what's to come. He starts out with horror, you know, with the car accident and then Sarah in the hospital where she kind of has her nightmare and all of that. And then all the claustrophobia. But you don't know what's going to happen. The problem with the sequel is we're just like, okay, get to the caves. You're going to go back in the caves? Get to the caves. We know there's monsters, like you said. And so these characters are not given any room to exist. And we don't fucking care. Beyond Sarah, they try to make us care about Deputy Lady. Uh, Concerned Officer Rios. Concerned Officer Mother Rios. <laughs> yeah, she's Officer Mother Woman. Yeah. <laughs> Who gets to live because she's a mother. Right? Okay. Well, well, until... Well, oh, my God. And so you don't, uh... you don't care about any of these people. And it reverts to the shallow horror movie thing of like, oh, now we have all these men down here and one of them has to constantly like make lewd comments to his female coworker. Didn't, I know when I saw The Descent the first time, when I wasn't terrified for my life, I was thinking the only way this movie could be better is if you had a really aggro toxic masculine dude in it. Or maybe two. (laughs) I mean, that's what you do with this? (laughs) Then I would feel better. Like, say say you have the lady dive team (laughs) that just stumbles in this on their search. Right. (laughs) That would be different. Right. Yeah. But, like, you have this sheriff, the fucking sheriff, who's almost more disgusting than the sheriff in the Blair Witch sequel. Yeah, this fucking Dollar Tree Brian Dennehy motherfucker. (laughs) Who literally, Sarah is in the hospital. She, this follows the fake out ending of the American one, I'm assuming, where she runs up to a truck and and she's holding her hair against the glass for some reason. (laughs) And then Sarah passes out. They take her to the hospital. They find out everyone is dead or they're missing because of the Borum Caves, um thing they filed in the first movie and so they know everyone's missing and then they find sarah she's all covered in blood and they're like oh well 
our friend Juno, who for, we don't know why we're so obsessed with the idea of this person being named Juno, but clearly we must have seen the first film. Uh, she's the only one we're going to name by she's name. She's the only one we name and the only one we know. And, oh, wow, isn't it amazing that she's the one that's still alive? Uh, we're going to get her. And you got it. Even though you're an amnesiac in your hospital bed. And a I'm trauma sure, victim. Yeah, I'm sure this goes against all HIPAA, ADA, everything. We're going to take you, and we're going to make you get in this elevator and take us down in the caves to kickstart your memory. It just makes no sense. The woman hasn't, like, had food or water for days. She's survived who knows what. She's got She's amnesia. She's covered in blood. She's covered in blood. She's mute. All of this. Like, they and they, she's a suspect in all of this. And they drag her to the caves, which now we find that the caves were easily connected to a mine. That <laughs> this random old guy is like, my granddaddy broke into a new cave system under the mines. And then my granddaddy disappeared. So they all go down. <laughs> they all go down the elevator. They go down the elevator. They go down this shaft for five seconds. There's a sign that says danger. They go through the sign five feet and they're in the descent. (laughs) Sarah, the a few officers from the police and and the British cave rescue spelunking squad. What is happening? Also, did the police like. Just to tie this to the ending and what happened, did the police not, like, tell, did the sheriff not tell anyone where they were going? No. (laughs) Did they just form a secret cabal, taking this woman out of the hospital and going to this elevator? The doctors were like, okay, I guess. This sounds good to me. So then it's like it repeats a bunch of scenes from the first movie. Juno is still alive. She's gone full, like I said, survival Nell. Yeah. In a couple of days. But she put that eyeliner on and did something to her hair. <laughs> she looks great. <laughs> she and Sarah make up pretty. Like, first they fist fight. Then they make up. Everything's fine. They're going to get out. Uh, Juno gets killed, which is fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. <clears throat> for her to survive all of this. on She's been down there for days by herself in the pitch black. And then she gets killed at the last minute. Like, the downer of the first movie, if you go with the, like, British ending, the downer of it, it works. It's very sad. You see that picture of them and you're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. All, <laughs> all those wonderful women are dead. You don't right? need to play the recording of me watching the film, <laughs> Like, it still makes me sad in the first. The first film is still such a tragedy. Because you love them. Because you love them. Here, it's fucking bullshit. It reminds me of the beginning of Halloween Resurrection when Laurie Strode dies in her fucking Rube Goldberg insane asylum machine. (laughs) I pull this lever. The crane machine carries Michael over the ledge. Yeah. I give him a smooch and then I splat on the sidewalk. (laughs) That is a cheap death for a great character. And the same thing happens here. She dies by finger scratchies. Finger scratchies on her gut. And then Sarah sacrifices herself so that mother officer can get away. And I say, I say, a woman has just as much worth even if she's childless. Thank you. Thank you. And then 
And then concerned officer, sympathetic doormat Rios, Mother Rios, <laughs> ventures out into the forest. And she's going to make a call. And she, she's like, oh, shit, I don't have any service on my Nokia phone. And then you think, okay, well, this woman is just going to have to walk through these hunting grounds of the crawlers. Which, why do they have an above-ground hunting ground if they're blind? Like, how did the evolution happen? This anyway, makes no sense. Anyway, they, she's walk. She's like against the tree. And then she gets hit in the head with a shovel. And then what do you know? It was old man elevator operator who I think also was the guy that ran the tow truck yeah driver that sarah meets in the beginning who finds her because there's only one guy out in west virginia and he is feeding the creatures or something does he think his granddaddy is down there that's the only thing i could get <laughs> like it's like here you go granddaddy did granddaddy evolve into the crawler that's what i'm saying it makes no sense it makes no sense for him to hit her with a shovel and put her by the hole so the crawlers can get her but then it makes no sense when you think this is from the producer the producier the producer the producing team um and the editor behind eden lake fuck eden lake and then it makes a little more sense to me and then you think okay if you look at this span of this is what 2009 if you mm-hmm. look at this span of these these films, there was this weird thing that started happening. I actually think it started happening with like Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation when Renee Zellweger like gets away and then she gets in like a limo and there's like a weird Men in Black shadow agency that's like financing the Chainsaw family or something. <laughs> do you remember that? No, willfully, I do not remember. You're one of the lucky ones. So there's like there was this thing that started happening in horror movie twist shock endings where like the man is like running the crazy killer family or the operation. I think it started with Next Generation, Texas Chainsaw. But then this movie, um, it's so funny because this movie was actually the Descent Part 2 kind of is more of a ripoff of The Hills Have Eyes 2. Mm. Which The Hills Have Eyes 2 ripped off The Descent where they're like, okay, we're going to take... Aja's Hills Have Eyes and this time it's going to be all inside caves and in water and all this stuff and now and we're going to recreate the fucking poster yeah recreate the poster now the mutant hill people irradiated hill people look more like the crawlers and um blah 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 but in both of those movies there's like at both of those endings there's a weird like they pan out and like the government is like has like their satellites watching the hill people and it's like a government program or something oh my god and i think that's the only reason why they're like in the descent part two they're like and now this this tow truck man is also in on it and feeding grandpa <laughs> it's you know what? i'm fine look i'm fine with a downer ending i love the descent i love martyrs okay the ultimate i'm fine with the I'm fine with an earned downer ending that works with the narrative. When it comes out of nowhere, just so you could go, what? I didn't expect the tow truck driver to come back with a shovel and hit her on the head and feed her to the crawlers. <laughs> of course you didn't expect it because it makes no fucking sense. What is the point? But what does it doesn't mean anything for Sarah to die alone in the cave uh, and and to have lost her grip on reality, which I don't know parallels with the title The Descent. 
mm-hmm. to see that in the first film that has a place and you say this is fucking sad but it artistically is cohesive right but then to throw in the yeah isn't this metal let's dimension extreme 2009 <laughs> yeah juno did not have to die in this sarah no. did not have to die in this no like period but all right fine you want to have a downer and you know flip off the audience whatever mother officer it just makes no sense the all i could think was oh my god he thinks his granddaddy is still down there (laughs) he's feeding him he's feeding him and apparently humans will evolve to that in a hundred years even though they keep coming up to the surface (laughs) to get food they could have just kept walking and instead they were like let's take this whole elk down and back down in the hole until all my body hair falls off and i go blind unless i'm a lady the descent in which case i have like hair for whatever reason so you know that i'm a girl the wig crawler the wig crawler there's one in this the crawlers just look weird like they just did not understand the character design from the first one but they just look weird but one of them all of a sudden like mama crawler come like in the first one you get mama crawler and she's got like the big hangy teats and stuff but in in this one you get mama crawler and she just has a full-on long black wig (laughs) you know what you say to yourself why do the women crawlers have hair and it's like (laughs) Even should I devolve into a crawler, I still must abide by society's beauty standards. I mean, they don't have they don't have genitals or butt cracks. <laughs> like they just have kind of like a nutcracker dance belt contour thing. Right, yeah. But at least we know that they have yeah. hair. One of them has hair. I've evolved so much that my vagina has just disappeared. It just smoothed over. Right. But I do have my wig. But I still got my wig. Unless she chose to wear that wig. Because it, well, that could be. It Maybe somebody pretty. they killed had the wig on and she was like, ooh, finally. <laughs> it was the, the third <laughs> wig in the chopping block. It was the crawler's wig. I mean, they could have... Here's, I mean, I don't know. It, the first film, they when they're going through the thing and they find the really old equipment. So yes, people have been down there, but it looked like the equipment was like from the early 20th century at best. And they say that. They're like, like the, the, the hope when they see the equipment is that, oh, yeah. other people might know about this place. But then they right. say, oh, this shit's really, this is like a hundred years old. So then you as a viewer and what they don't say, but they all know when they have that realization is that those people died a hundred years ago and nobody's coming to help you. And that was before search and rescue, elaborate search and rescues. Like, so that's why the cave system wasn't found. Yeah. In part two, you find out, well, it was just five feet away from a mine. <laughs> elevator (laughs) and tow truck knows about it who doesn't know about it in west virginia or wherever they are apparently like oh my god stacy we have spent this entire time talking mad shit about how bad this movie is and yet we set it up by saying we both enjoyed it to some extent (laughs) i know but the bad stuff is so bad and it's It's only tempered by the band-aid that is shauna mcdonald and and natalie mendoza Man, 
Okay. Okay. So the first half of the movie, Sarah doesn't do shit. She's just like... Including speak. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's just like mute and like haunted and like she'll look at a wall and she'll have like a flashback to a crawler and you'll be like, oh, remember when this was like filmed by someone who knew what they were doing? And then, and then that's it. And then all of a sudden, like her, her, her memory comes back and she knows the crawlers are there. And you know, when she goes like full Terminator and she has her like, come with me with, if you want to live. But she goes, don't worry, it's just your mind playing tricks on (laughs) you. And you're like, she's so fucking cool. She's so cool. She like beats up the whole uh, survival helps team or whatever. She like beats up everyone and runs off and she's like hiding in the darkness. And you're like, God, Shauna McDonald is a motherfucking boss. And why isn't she cast in anything else except Harriet the Spy Blog Wars? (laughs) I love Shauna McDonald. She's a badass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Juno shows up. She's, mm-hmm. she, like, yeah, like you said, she's teased. She's, I, she's got the coal. <laughs> she's, she looks like a very, uh, like, Tia Carrere in, um, what was that show? Treasure Hunter? The Tomb Raider ripoff oh, that she did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, Relic Hunter. Yeah, but, like, this would be, like, the video game Lara Croft reboot version of Relic Hunter, where she's, like, really <laughs> been through it. And she beats people up, and she's fucking cool. Yeah. And you go, wow, I like these two women a lot. They're really cool. (laughs) Yeah. And when I'm watching them do their thing, I forget about everything else. It's like when, in the first film, when, you know, before Sarah sabotages Juno, right? When they're fighting, and they're just kicking ass and going full metal, and like poking out eyes and doing all that shit. You have those feelings again because that's all because the, they're at that place still in the second film. Yes, where they're fighting, 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 and it's so cool. And then they both die in cheap ass fucking ways. And it's and bullshit. You remember how stupid the rest of the movie is, and then you get so mad. But there's moments there where you can be like, like, oh shit, here's these two fucking perfect queens. I guess they, why not make a franchise of The Descent? Why not make seven of them and just have these two (laughs) fucking queens? I would watch them all. Uh, You could make seven movies of just, each one is another chapter of them trying to get out of the cave. And yeah, I would watch every single one of them if it was just that. And that's what it should, Mm -hmm. why don't we have that? That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. And then, and, uh, and Juno looks like Encino Woman and it's cool. And then, oh right, this is a piece of shit. Imagine if somehow, I mean, I don't know, whatever, it's pointless to imagine, but if they went, like, alien isolation with it, and what if Sarah went back on of her own accord because she felt bad about Juno, and then the two of them had to get out together only? So, okay, it's bullshit when Juno dies, but I did love the moment of them, like, <laughs> Sarah's holding her, and it's, like, it's so sappy, but, like, I like the idea that they could find closure together yes yes and i'm like i am with you 100 percent. if sarah felt bad she goes back we get all of that again and yeah. then it's them fucking fighting their way out together yeah we don't need mother goddess rios <laughs> no God we don't bless need her. dollar tree brian dennehy don't need any of them but if it was just those two women going yeah. through it and maybe like say like maybe maybe like uh oh, I don't know, investigative reporter Suzanne Small from the beginning of the film who should have been a character. (laughs) 
maybe she's on the case and she follows Sarah in to see what she's up to. Maybe that <gasps> happened just for something extra, you know. Maybe Harriet the Spy is there reporting for her blog war. Harriet the Spy is following Suzanne Small, investigative yeah. reporter. <laughs> she's shadowing her. Yes. For- Take your daughter to work day. And then Rosie O'Donnell is following Harriet the Spy, <laughs> just hoping for a gig. <laughs> She's got her koosh balls. She's ready. <laughs> She's koosh balling the monsters. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a nice moment. And it, again, it's owing to the abilities of the actresses. You know, Juno's like, I'm sorry. And she says, it's okay. Yeah. It's really sweet. It's, it's really sweet. It's really sweet. Yeah. Um, and... And it, it just, the fact that that scene, the scene where they get, like, they're, you know, that this has gone on and on and on forever. At this point, everyone's dead. The British people have been, rocks have fallen on them and people have eaten them. And then the sheriff, because uh, he's such an aggro piece of shit, he, he handcuffs Sarah to himself. And then they have to get across this, like, chasm with a little rock bridge that is somehow just hanging there. These rocks are just hanging there magically, forming a bridge. The rocks collapse, the sheriff starts to fall, and he's hanging, and you know, all that weight is pulling on Sarah and ripping her wrist, and she's screaming, and that brings all the crawlers. And it's actually really satisfying, and I thought really great, when they're like, you have to cut it. And they, they, Juno makes Rios take the, the client, the ice axe, or the pickaxe, or whatever, and she's just stabbing him in the wrist over and over to chop his arm off, or his hand off. Mm Mm-hmm. And that scene yeah. was fucking great. And from there until you see these three queens then get to the the last level and they see mm-hmm. the opening to the ground, yeah. I was like, this movie. Yes. Give me this movie. Yeah. Instead of just recreating, like, they so much of it. Like, even just, you know, in this movie, they throw their walkie-talkie to distract the monster with the sound who walks over to the walkie-talkie and he's like... <laughs> just like they did in the first movie with becca's watch or sam's watch Mm -hmm. or whatever right like the exact same thing the title sequence is exactly the same oh except Except that that lens flare has to stretch so much longer (laughs) with those words part two attached to it yeah and it just so it comes off as such a pale retread through so much of it a cheap pale retread it looks cheap it's overexposed they end up in the bone pit and it looks like they have like fucking flintstones hair ties like those kind of bones (laughs) it's true like it just instead of a blood pit they had the duty toilet the duty pit we don't we don't you know what sarah does not deserve that indignity (laughs) for us so so you can make a shit joke do you remember when they they fall into it she and mother goddess rios they fall into it and then they're like oh and then they they look there's like it's brown and then there's like duty floating on top of it and they go what is this and they go uh and then in case you didn't get that they're in a duty pit then the camera moves up and we see a crawler shuffle up and then bend over their little butt crackless butt they bend over and then poop into the duty pit and then you know that's the duty pit they could have just said it smelled bad i mean they literally could have left it at just them seeing the shit floating in the pit they could have just retched and left but during it i was like great if they survive they're gonna end up with fucking dysentery or cholera or something (laughs) after this (laughs) 
Like, just so you can make a poop joke, you do this to my beloved Sarah. It's so bad. It's Sarah. Man, she gives it her all regardless. She really does. She really does. This movie is terrible. If anything, it truly is a testament to those two actresses and how much we love them. Yeah. Um, also, it is nice to see in the because ca- they do make good use of the camera from the first film, and I don't. Well, they don't make good use. They don't make enough use of it. It's really fast, but you get to see footage of all of the queens from the first film returning as they were filming their, the the beginning bits of their journey. And it, right. So you see new bits. Like that was enough for me in two thousand nine. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that's a new five second shot of Beth saying something well and you mostly just most of it is really based around the two sisters who also come back as props of dead bodies yeah um and and it's mostly them and then you get like a split second of beth Mm -hmm. to the descent to colon not enough beth not enough (laughs) more holly than beth really yeah holly her cam was her camera oh that's true Oh, well. So, if you have a hangover, go for it, right? Yeah. Yeah, the the Blue Jays in my yard agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just watch The Descent. Just watch right. The Descent. It, it has everything you need. But it was what I thought it would be. Not great. Love those ladies. Yeah, I'm shocked it was better than what I remembered. Yeah. Which is yeah. still not saying a lot. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I love The Descent. I love Sarah. I love Juno. I love Beth. I love the sisters whose names I forgot. Rebecca and Sam. Rebecca and Sam. And you know what, Holly? You are also there. (laughs) Exactly. Well, with that uh, Holly awkwardness out of the way... (laughs) <laughs> Stacy, are you ready to spelunk into a all-new chopping block? Oh, sounds exciting. All right, yeah, sure. <laughs> the chopping block <laughs> is a lot of K's oh, in uh... that version. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's our trivia game where you place your head on the chopping block. You choose from three categories. Each category has five questions. You have 10 seconds to answer a question. If you do not answer in time or you answer incorrectly, you will get your head chopped off by our non-binary executioner, the heads they. However, you have one opportunity. To call out, I want the wig. <laughs> In which case, the Mama Crawler's wig from the 2009 <laughs> film, The Descent 2, <laughs> will appear on your head. Because now she was wearing a wig in that movie. Like, I, I don't even mean like, like, in Halloween 2, it's Jamie Lee Curtis's wig. It's not Laurie Strode's wig. It's Jamie Lee Curtis's wig. However, in The Descent 2, it's the crawler's wig. That is canon now. She found one of the she bodies they ate it. had a wig on. She <laughs> found it. Somebody in the 1900s came in with that wig on. 
And she's had it ever since. She loves that wig. She loves that wig. It's canon. Anyway, you put it on and you get ten more seconds. I love the movie now. (laughs) Now it's perfect, right? This is how it happens. Now I love it. She's tow truck driver's grandma. (laughs) She's got her wig. (laughs) She's got Grammy's wig. Grammy. Grammy crawler. Oh. (laughs) Oh my god. Now, last week... (sighs) I answered every question correctly. You did? You won! I won all the prizes. Uh, I went first, which means it's your turn to go first this week, answering. Oh, yay! Yeah. So, um, put your head on the block, please. Okay, I need my knee pads first. Okay, got my knee pads. Now I need my shoulder guards. Okay, now I'm ready to go. All right, so now choose from one of these three categories. I'm not going to tell you how many are new or not new. Are you doing Freddy Krueger for any of these? I just need to make sure if I'm in a good place first. (laughs) No, I am not doing Freddy Krueger. I know you enjoyed Freddy Krueger. I think that maybe I saw you tweet about it. Where you said, when I do the voice, you sweat and hyperventilate. And I said, oh no, is this a fetish? <laughs> I said cry also. <laughs> I cry uncontrollably yeah, as well. That fits. <laughs> no Freddy Kruegers this week. Okay, okay. I will say that much. That's for All the right? best, because I did terrible because I could not get over fucking Freddy last week. <laughs> well, you were you were starstruck. I was. At the prospect that we had Robert England on the show and you didn't even know. That's what it was. You're correct. <laughs> so, category one is Name That Mustache, <gasps> where I give you an actor's name and a character name. A mustachioed character. You tell me the movie in which said mustachioed character appeared. Oh, ooh, yeah. Category two. What a jerk. Where I give you a line of dialogue from a horror movie jerk. You name the jerk. Mm-hmm. You'll know these jerks. Mm-hmm. Iconic lines of dialogue. And then you say, oh, like if I said, I don't know. Whatever. You understand how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to give you an example. You're not that dim. Well, thank you for believing in me. <laughs> yeah, I believe in you, Anthony. <clears throat> and category three, Queens of Screams. Oh. I name three movies that feature a Queen of Scream. You tell me, said Queen. <gasps> oh. So. Name that mustache. What a jerk. And Queens of Screams. Oh, Stacy. You stab knives into me. This is a, <laughs> this is, I have to choose. I have to choose. You're welcome. Between. That's right, Sophie. Because <sighs> I love a jerk. I love a mustache and I love a queen. Yep. Oh, this is really hard. Um, okay. Uh, oh, I, I have to do the mustache. I've been through really. That. I'm gonna okay. go with the mustache, but save the queen. Keep the key queens around for another time. I need to do those, but the mustache. The mustache is calling me. All right, I think you'll get these. These are easy breezy. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you'll get them. 
I give you an actor and a character, and you tell me the movie. So easy. So easy. Think about the movie. Focus on the stash. I just named the movie. Oh, I always focus on the stash. I just named the movie. That's how easy I'm making it, is, yeah, you just named the movie. But that means it's going to be so much more upset. I'll get so many more emails about how bad I did if I die. This is the risk we take okay. on the chopping block. Okay. All right. Mustache number one. Peter Brewer as Steve Christie. Oh, uh, 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 Friday the 13th. Yes, ding, ding, ding. Oh, oh, oh. Mustache number two. Donald Sutherland as John Baxter. Um, uh, I can't remember the name, but I know what movie. The Pod People. The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. No. No, that's not the right answer. God damn it! (laughs) It's Don't Look Now. It sure is. (laughs) See, is is this someone like that who has a mustache in more than one film? You must remember the character. He didn't have a mustache in Body Snatchers, did he? Did he? Yeah, he did. He did? Yeah. Oh, wait, but I needed the But he didn't play name. John Baxter in, in Invasion of the Body. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. You have no head. Oh, no! Um, wow. Is that it? Well, yeah, you're dead. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Well, everyone, my DMs are open. Yeah. <laughs> Slide on in, everybody. Stacy, thank you again for taking the time to craft these categories and your Yeah, questions. no problem. No problem. Um, well, that was fun. Good job. Good job. Good questions. Good questions. Stacy, I have three categories for you, and two of them are new. Oh, I feel blessed. All right. Your returning category is one I'm actually really excited for. So I had it return. It is Drops of Blood by the Ham. Mm. And now this is all about food-based horror trivia. The answers aren't strictly food or films or characters, but it could be a mix. Food-based horror trivia. Uh, Your next category, your new category, is How Many Times Must I Die in This? I will name a character in a horror franchise, and all you have to do is tell me how many times in the franchise they have died. Oh my lord! It's not that challenging. I'm like, I give you the actor, I give you the character, I give you the first letter of the (laughs) fucking word. I give you the... And you're like, here's a franchise that spans 35 years. Now, in 10 seconds, please think of all 14 films in the franchise and do the math. Yes. I see. Okay. (laughs) But in this one, you don't have to count reboots or remakes, so it's a little easier. (laughs) Listen, some of these people only die once. That's not giving too much away. How many times must I die? And then your third category is... I'm no lady. I'm an anthropologist, <gasps> which obviously that quote comes from last week's um, mention of Lady Terminator, uh, another amazing <laughs> Indonesian film, not doll based. Um, and in I'm no lady. I'm an anthropologist. What happens in this one is I will name the working gal and <gasps> you tell me her profession. 
So, your categories are drops of blood by the ham, how many times must I die, or I'm no lady, I'm an anthropologist. This is tough because I will admit, after when I was editing last week's show, I started thinking about the food category. And I was like, I hope that one comes back around because that sounds like fun, even though I'll die. (laughs) But the prospect of a woman doctor or a woman, I don't know, realtor is very enticing. Stacy, I will tell you this. The Drops of Blood by the Ham does have a bonus unlock (gasps) that could help you access another category. All right, let's do it. Drops of Blood by the Ham. Really? Drops of Blood. Yeah, let's go Drops of Blood by the Ham. If you make it to the third question, you will be able to access a unlock of a bonus relic, which could help you move on to another category. Oh, my goodness If you are so lucky. Okay. So, Drops of Blood by the Ham. This is food-based horror trivia. I think these are easy. I think you're going to get it. Are I you ready? I don't think so, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Question one. This 1985 horror satire about a hot new creamy treat asks, are you eating it or is it eating you? That's the stuff. Ding, ding, ding. The stuff, the stuff, the stuff. Larry Cohen's the stuff. Question two. Love Larry Cohen. Oh, yeah, total weirdo. Total weirdo. Question two. One of the seven deadly deaths in seven involves a victim being force-fed cans of what? Oh, I don't know. I've only seen seven once. Cans of beans? (laughs) (laughs) What else? What else comes in a can? answer and this is kind of a tricky one because when i saw this in the film i said you don't get that in a can but i guess you do if you're in some places it's cans of spaghetti oh the correct answer was cans of spaghetti spaghetti o's perhaps you would think spaghetti o's those are more typical in a can these were full-on like industrial sized cans of just spaghetti no cans are for beans (laughs) <laughs> for goya beans <laughs> therefore i'm correct in a way zora lampert era not ivanka era well <sighs> that was fun that was one where it's like the wig isn't gonna help me because <laughs> you just don't know i just don't know i've only seen that movie once it was like right when it came out well there are better things to do do you know how many other movies <laughs> from hong kong i could watch Instead of rewatching Seven. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? Oh, he's a ghost. That <laughs> is a ghost. It's a scary yeah. ghost. I'm going to watch Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow in a movie. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. You weren't caught up in the drama of their relationship and when those nude photos leaked? Of course I was. What heterosexual couple doesn't capture my imagination? (laughs) 
that's your your desktop is all Brad and Gwyneth. Yeah, circa still. 1995. They could still get back together. <laughs> well, that was miserable. That was the it, it just on both our parts. What an absolute failure of a chopping block. Yeah, I would say you failed worse. Well, yes, because I had the answer <laughs> given to me. Because we did do an episode on that movie. Yes. Whereas you simply don't Didn't care. Know. I just don't know. <laughs> I hear cans, I think beans. <laughs> it's just a little something about me. So had you been the script doctor on set? I would have said, why are these not beans? Yeah, it's because see. spaghetti's grosser. Probably. It's grosser, but also nobody buys cans of spaghetti. No. Now I know. Now you know. Don't choose drops of blood by the No, now I know the answer to that question, though. It is spaghetti. Well, um, <clears throat> it's always a downer when we both, like, fuck it up so poorly. I know. Uh, I'm like, do we need a second go? <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is the price we pay. We did create those rules. Well, we'll be back next week, I suppose. Who knows what we're going to talk about? We have no idea. Uh, in the meantime... What? Gaylordsanddarkness.com. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Give us a a review or something. I don't know. Click a star. No, don't click a star because I boycott star ratings. I boycott them. So, uh, I don't know. What? You were going to say something? Yeah, um, can can I turn this off and stop recording from my end? (laughs) Fuck off. For a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! God. Oh Oh my my god! God. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Ha, ha, ha.